Welcome to the Relatable Finance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joseph Carl and Shane Phillips. Welcome to today's episode of Relatable Finance. Today we're going to talk about cash. And this topic came to mind as I heard someone mention the old saying, cash is king. And thinking about this phrase, I got to wondering if this is still the case in a world of cryptocurrencies, historically low interest rates, and global money printing. Usually people think of cash as king in a very positive way. And today we will discuss all the ways cash is important, but we'll also go into the reasons it may not make as much sense to hold too much. So this may not be the most thrilling topic to go over, but a good understanding of the benefits of holding cash and what scenarios it makes sense can add a lot of value to other areas of your financial plan. At the end of the day, holding the right amount of cash is critical to making good financial decisions. So we wanted to address those here today. So let's start with one we have discussed at length in the past. So we'll only briefly discuss it today. And that is everyone's favorite, having an emergency fund. Long story short, have one. Please, please have one. You never know when something's going to come up and you'll need it. Have an emergency reserve somewhere in the range of three to nine months of living expenses can provide you with the peace of mind to know that you have the cash available should something come up. This will also allow you to be more aggressive with the investments that you do have allocated in the market, which leads to the next point. Cash can also be keen when you have an opportunity to buy something you need cash to take advantage of the opportunity. A perfect example would be when the market sold off in March of 2020. If you were fully invested in the stock market, it was tough or even impossible to take advantage of the market selling off at a 20 to 40% discount. But if you had cash, you could have scooped up shares that would have done incredibly well ever since. The same idea exists for other opportunities. Maybe the condo you're renting gets put up for sale and your landlord comes to you first to buy it. Or buying any house or any vacation home requires cash. And if you don't have to deal with banks, it would be much easier. And I'm not saying that paying for the whole house in cash is the best idea, as we've discussed debt in the past. But if you have cash, you could. If you've gone through the process of getting a mortgage, I wouldn't exactly say it's a fun process. All good examples of when cash would be king. Cash is also king when other assets fall in value, and your cash is still there and hasn't lost any value. Cash provides this stability in your portfolios when other assets fall in value. As Joe mentioned previously with scooping up shares at a discount, if you had the cash to do this, you also didn't lose 20 to 40% to begin with. So cash will provide stability. Now, holding cash and buying the tip is very tough to do, called market timing, and something we're not the biggest fans of, but having extra cash allows financial flexibility to use it on other things, such as paying down more aggressively on debt or buying a car outright rather than dealing with financing. So let's switch gears and talk about some reasons why cash is not always king. First off, I don't know if you have checked your savings account at the bank recently, but if you have, you will see that you are making interest on the deposit, but it is likely pennies a month. With the current low interest rate environment, Cash is earning close to nothing. And in the current times, this is definitely a downfall of holding a lot of it. Even in other cash-like substitutes like money market or short-term CDs, you're essentially making nothing. And earning close to nothing may not be bad if you want cash for some of the other reasons mentioned earlier, but the recent rise in inflation becomes a concern. Holding cash in an inflationary environment will decrease your purchasing power, and thus you are actually receiving a negative return on your cash. And this negative return likely sneaks up on you because you don't actually see it. If you had 10000 in cash in a bank account and left it for a year, you'll likely still have $10,000 or maybe even $10,000 and 10 cents. But in reality, if inflation is 3%. That money no longer goes as far as it used to. 
you are actually losing 3% over that year. So be aware of inflation when holding cash, especially in inflationary environments and when you would hold it over long periods of time when inflation costs will add up. This may be particularly relevant today as inflation has been lower than normal for quite some time and the Fed recently adjusted its mandate last August to move to an average inflation targeting regime. What that means is that they may be willing to let inflation run a little bit higher than normal for quite some time, such that it averages over time its 2% target, therefore making it more critical, as Shane mentioned earlier, and reducing more from your earnings. As we mentioned earlier, cash allows you to buy investment when the opportunity arises, and this can make sense, but you also have to look at how much you may miss while you wait. And a good example of that is the recent market performance. The market dropped 5% from its all-time high in September of 2021, but prior to that, it had gone 227 days without a 5% decline, the seventh longest streak on record. And the market was expensive from a valuation perspective before all this happened. So if I would have said, the market is expensive, I'm going to hold my cash and wait for the market to drop 5%, I would have lost out on 29.4% return if I had invested in the S&P 500 during those 227 days. So the opportunity cost matters as well. Long term, the stock market has gone up. So that simple fact means that if you're investing in only two investments, the stock market or cash, long term it has been a losing bet to hold cash. Finally, having access to cash and having cash isn't necessarily the same thing. These are not options for everyone, but if you have access to lines of credit, it could allow you to not hold as much cash. For those that own a home, a HELOC or home equity line of credit would be one such option. A HELOC is a revolving line of credit with your home used as collateral. Often you'll be given a maximum amount you can take and then a given an interest rate. Oftentimes that interest rates is a floating rate. And the specifics of these loans vary, but if you also have a mortgage on your home, you will need equity in your home, meaning the value of your house needs to be more than the mortgage. And then oftentimes the HELOC will be a percentage of that equity. Another type of line of credit is an S-block, or a securities-based line of credit. This is a line of credit that uses your investment portfolio as collateral. Similar to the HELOC, you usually get a set percentage of your portfolio that you'd be able to borrow, and the interest rate is usually a floating interest rate. Not everyone has a portfolio or a home, but for those of you that do, these are possible options. Situations are different for everyone, but loans from other sources are also possible potentially from your 401k or from a life insurance policy with a cash value. But most of these have very specific rules you must follow, so please be aware. And let's talk about one final one today. And this may not fit in either category, but because of the world we live in today, we will discuss cryptocurrencies. In theory, these are currencies just as cash is currency. But if you follow the markets, they are much, much more volatile than the US dollar, which is what the majority of us likely hope. So quote unquote, cash would not be the same as owning Bitcoin for these examples. A potential closer to quote unquote cash would be stable coins. The rise in stable coins has been quick with over 100 billion in coins already issued. Stable coins are backed by some collateral, either currencies like the US dollar, other crypto, or in some cases, even precious metals. The goal of these coins are not to change in value and thus stable. In some cases, these coins can earn higher interest rates the normal bank deposits because there's high demand for them and these coins can be lent out. Tether is a well-known stable coins, but relatively new. And the safety in these coins may not be as high as a true currency like the US dollar, which is backed by the full faith and credit of the US government. 
So to wrap everything up today, everyone is going to think differently about cash, and it likely depends on how conservative you are with your finances and your past experiences with investments. As we have shown, there are many cases where cash remains king, but there's also a balance of how much you should hold. We are in a very interesting economic landscape these days, and that does affect things like if cash really is king or not. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Relatable Finance. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast at provwealth.com or check out our website, relatablefinancepodcast.com. Provenance Wealth Advisors is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Provenance Wealth Advisors and Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Any opinions are those of Relatable Finance Podcast and PWA and not necessarily those of Raymond James. The information contained in this report does not purport to be a complete description of the securities, markets, or developments referred to in this material. There is no assurance that any of the trends mentioned will continue or forecasts will occur. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but Raymond James does not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Any information is not a complete summary or statement of all available data necessary for making an investment decision and does not constitute a recommendation. Investment involves risk and you may incur a profit or loss regardless of strategy selected. Diversification and asset allocation do not ensure a profit or protect against a loss. Investing involves risk and investors may incur a profit or loss. Raymond James does not provide tax or legal services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Future investment performance cannot be guaranteed and investment yields will fluctuate with market conditions. Any examples given in the podcast are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary.